Hello, I'm Howard. Welcome to an all-in-one podcast. What's started has been a preview uh, of a new competition for City and hopefully a new trophy, the Super Cup tie versus Sevilla tonight. But before that, turns out there's a lot more to discuss as well, sweeping up all the other news in another crazy week, good and bad. News that's still breaking as I speak these words. Uh, to do so, I've activated some buyback clauses on two of the big guns with nine-year amortised low-wage contracts, despite strong interest from Liverpool. It's Asan and Lloyd. Good morning, Asan. I was only ever going to come to you. I was never going to Liverpool, Howard. All right. Well, I heard Anfield Rat were in for you, so I, uh, <laughs> I activated the clause immediately and got you here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm having a. I'm having a fine morning. I've been up for hours. I've been for a swim. I've been bought my coffees. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready to pod. If I had money, you know, like proper money. Yeah. One thing I want more than anything in the world is a swimming pool. Definitely. Even if I could live in a small bungalow, as long as it had a swimming pool at the back of it, so that'd be perfect. So. Well, whenever I talk about my pool, I think it gives people the wrong impression of just where what my what my abode is like. It is basically <laughs> it's, an infl- a it's an inflatable paddling pool. Yeah. Isn't it? No, it is, it is basically <laughs> a bungalow with two bedrooms and a little pool outside. So yeah. it's it's not by any stretch of any imagination a villa. Yeah, I've seen it. It's Olympic sized. So you're just being <laughs> modest. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good. I, we, me and my missus just adopted a cat yesterday, Ooh. so I am in the throes of uh, welcoming that to the house, and I've had a bit of an allergic reaction, um, but we'll be fine. Ah, welcome to the club. I'm allergic too, so yeah, not a lot you can do about that, is there? So. I, it'll just be like an exposure thing. Got pushed through. I used to be allergic to prawns, but I fucking love prawns, so I just pushed through, and now we're good. <laughs> just, just walk around looking like the elephant man all the time. Yeah, wasn't a big, wasn't a big allergy, just uh, small. Okay. Well, congratulations, kitten or adult? Uh, it's an adult cat called Theo. Theo. Yeah. yeah. I'll enjoy. But all my mates have said, when are you calling it Aguero? Why is it not called David Silva? Blah, blah, blah. But um, uh, Becky would be very unhappy with that. And I get that. So it's going to stay as Theo. It's not Ginger Cat, is it? No, black and white. Black okay. And white. Can't be Kevin then, can it? So. No, it could be Anthony Gordon. But, um... <laughs> right. Should we talk some football? Yeah. Uh, this was going to be a preview match for Sevilla, and it still will be a Sevilla match preview, but actually quite a lot to talk about before we get there, so it's an all-in-one. Uh, pretty bad news, as we were probably anticipating about Kevin De Bruyne. Pep says, months, considering surgery. Lloyd, I know, obviously I want Ace had to speak about this as well, but we did briefly touch on this in a previous podcast. Lloyd, don't think I've spoken to you about this. Uh I know you. We had a bit of inside information after it happened in the summer that it seemed surgery was obvious. Yet he was walking around, still walking around now it seems, and yet he's going to be out for months. What's your thoughts on this? 
Oh, first question, of course, is how damaging is it going to be to City, I guess? Yeah, I think it, it obviously will be damaging to City. He's probably our best player um, when he's when he's on it. I think when Kev's at Kev's level, I do think there's no one that can touch him. You know, I think Rodri's more consistent. Haaland can be, you know, kind of more of a weapon. But I think when Kev is playing, say like he was against Arsenal last season, there is there is no one better. That being said, I really think this is more about Kev than it is about City, to be honest, um, particularly at his age. And we've, you know, we've gotten through whole seasons basically before without him. Um, albeit, I think our squad depth was better in those times. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's a concern this time around because, as of right now, the options are pretty thin on the ground, which is why I'm sure they're trying to get the deals done that they're looking at. But my main concern really is for, for Kev himself. I think it's a serious injury, a hamstring, particularly when you rupture it to the level that he obviously did last season. And... I was I was a bit surprised they didn't go for it at the time the surgery just because well that, you had, that's a question you had the break but yeah. the thing is whilst that made sense to me you know they will have gamed it out they will have um, had all the scans and referrals all the experts will have looked at it and they'll have obviously thought that they could have got by without the surgery now obviously there's been a reoccurrence and he's not, I, I'd be staggered now if he doesn't have surgery I'm sure that's what's going to happen. But that's the best thing for him, and you know when there is a, when you have a serious hamstring injury, that's what has to be done. The same happened with John Stones, if we can remember when he was playing away at Leicester, I think three four years ago, um, mm. and he had a lot of niggly hamstring problems prior to that, and that has really sorted it out, um, kind of on the whole. So yeah, it's obviously look, there's no way of dressing up and saying it's not a huge blow and I'm a bit concerned for Kev at his age just because of how dynamic he is as a footballer and that's what his game is but we're just going to have to cope and um, we've done it before. And, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing but we can't comment on whether City have mishandled this, can we? Because you say we have a whole sports nope. science team there who made a decision who have a lot more info at hand to it than us. Yeah, and I think it has to be said, our sports science team in the last 12 to 18 months have done an absolutely sensational job of keeping a lot of the players fit and available, um, some of whom who've struggled with injuries before, Kev being one, Harlan being a key example. So, look, I think they deserve our um, kind of trust and judgment on this one, really. Hey, Sam, trying to desperately take a positive out of this. Better to have a fully fit, Kevin De Bruyne for the second half of the season. <laughs> That's the best I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that if that comes to pass, then absolutely that'll be uh, that'll be fantastic. Look, I can only echo what what Lloyd said. I think it's I think it's really a blow. Um, I don't really I don't really have much interest in a conversation about odd oh, they're bringing back too early. Or I think our medical department over the last few years have proven that they're top draw and that they know what they're doing. Um, so the the unfortunate thing happened, but it's not something that I'm sure that... It, I'm sure that if they had any any inkling that something like that was going to happen, they would have been nowhere near the team. So, hmm. so yeah, it kind of it kind of is what it is from, from, from our point of view. I just think we're, you know, 
I, I felt as though the squad was light and, and I've, sell, I've said all summer that I feel that we got away with it a little bit in terms of not having serious injuries last season. Well, now we have a really serious injury and I think the, the real kind of silver lining to this cloud, if there is one, is that it's happened in August and not on the 5th of September because I think that would be an entirely different conversation if it were happening after the window closed. Not that, you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily think for sure that they're gonna go out and buy a player because Kev's injured, mm. but I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past them. I, I, I feel as though I've said all all the way through this summer, I've been really interested in the way in which Guardiola has talked about the market and how unpredictable it is this summer and how they will do things, but they don't know what they'll do. And even yesterday, when they asked him directly, do you think you'll have to sign another player because of De Bruyne's injury? He said, we'll see, I'll talk to Cheeky and, and the staff and we'll make a decision. And that means to me, there's a decision to be made. That means that there will genuinely be a conversation where they'll go, is there somebody out there that we can, maybe there's somebody that they thought about buying next summer that they go, you know what, now. no, we're, yeah, we're just going to have to accelerate that and, and do it now. Um, I, do, I do hope that they do at least consider, I mean, I'm working on the basis that Lucas Pakatar and Jeremy Doku are coming. So mm. even if those two are coming, I do hope that they're having a conversation today around, can we do something else? Can we make the squad stronger somehow? Uh, Tom is hinting at that on Twitter <laughs> today or last night, whenever it was. Just saw his tweets before, you know, about uh, it being a window to remember. Lloyd, do you think the injuries focused, given focus to City's uh, top hierarchy, that we need more? I it, mean, as, as Aesan said, I think Paquetta Docu is obviously they're separate, aren't they? If if City want to buy them, they'll buy them, and Kevin De Boy could be injured fit. It doesn't matter. Do you think it's focusing them on squad size? Well, I think it'll certainly focus them to get both those deals done as a minimum because mm. as of tonight, with Bernardo not available, we've basically got... The team basically picks itself, <laughs> which is mental um, in terms of attacking options. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Rodri, Kovacic, Alvarez... Um, Grealish, Foden, Haaland. There's basically nobody else from a like senior attacking point of view. Palmer's the one that would would probably come in. Bernardo and Kev aren't available, so you're already very very light. So yeah, they have to they have to get those two done. I think to echo what Asan says, that the player that I really like out there is Verts at Leverkusen in Germany and. If they had an eye on doing that deal next summer, which you know is that sounds like the case, sounds like he doesn't want to move, etc. He wants one more year under Xavi Alonso. I mean, that is something that I think I would hope if they are interested there, they're seriously maybe considering doing that this summer. Um, and I know it might or be January. Yeah, or January. Which is not ideal, obviously, but but they're know. just pressing the button, and you know, yeah, you never know. You know, a part of the concern from any player, I'm not just talking about Verts here, might be, oh, well, you know, there's De Bruyne, there's blah, blah, blah. But now anyone signing or potentially coming to City and, you know, Pakatar the same, 
they're going to know that De Bruyne is probably not going to hit a pitch until 2024. That's pretty big for us. So, so yeah, fingers crossed. I just hope, yeah, definitely those two minimum. And then I think with news like this, and given, like I say, we're already thin on the ground, I think they'll have to be considering doing something else as well. This is not a dig, Lloyd, or trying to put you in a corner. Have you seen a lot of Furtz? I watched a lot of him last season in yeah. the Europa League, and I just thought it's the hype really... justified. Yeah, I think he's just—I don't know who said it uh, around about a year ago, but he just moves like a right-footed David Silva, hmm. um, and he's more of a—he's more of a assist creative player than he is a finish kind of goals, big moments player, and obviously. Silver was very much that. He was the guy that knit everything together. He was the pass off and before the assist. He was, you know, always sliding Sane in or pulling it back to kind of Aguero. I think Verts has got that that poise and he kind of moves a bit like Silver and his, his ability to play a free ball. From what I've seen on the current market and just players around is is pretty unrivaled. Um the big question mark of him is that he did his really serious knee injury a year ago, but he's come back pretty well from that since. So that's probably another reason why they would have liked to say, okay, we'll have another, we'll ha- let you have another year at Leverkusen and develop under Alonso, and then we'll see. But hard to know. Okay. Hey, Sam, generally, Pep loves this tight squad when we go on about squad size all the time. Now we've got the Super Cup as a one-off and we've got one or two games in that whatever club competition is in December, World Club competition. But of course, the Champions League expands next year as well. Players are already... I mean, with the extra 10 minutes of injury time as well on at the end of every match, players aren't happy. Is it time that Pep needs to think about having a bigger squad now anyway with these game increases every year? I think so. And I just... I think I think it's not just one thing I think it's many things I think it is to do with the number of games that we play I think there will be an element of the amount of time if time is being added on in that fashion how many minutes we're getting into players legs but I think also you just have to be cognizant of the competition around you I personally watched Chelsea um, against Liverpool and I said almost immediately I think they're going to be a problem I really think Chelsea are going to be a problem. I think Pochettino is a top manager. And I think that in a weird way, the kind of whatever it is that they've been doing, it's worked out in the sense that you look at the profile of players that Pochettino's got there and you think those are players that are going to end up wanting to run through brick walls for him. They're young. They're the right level of talent ID. He'll have buy-in. You feel that he's got buy-in already. And they're not done. I mean, with the best will in the world, they're signing, having signed Enzo Fernandez last year, right? They're now doing Caicedo, and they're going to do Lavia, and that's adding to what they've got already there. And Elise. And Elise, excuse me. They've, done, they've, they've activated his um, uh, release clause as well. So I think that the competition is just going to be really fierce. And it's not about... <coughs> You don't buy players for one season. So it's not about, well, we need to buy players because we need to win the league this season. It's about making sure that you don't wake up one day and you need to buy four players. 
if that makes sense, that you've mm -hmm. kind of, you've let it slide and you've gone, no, no, we'll be all right. You've got halfway through the season and you're miles off it and suddenly you're like, oh, we're not all right here. We're going to have to go and get a bunch of players. I think it's better to strengthen from a position of strength and I feel we're in a, in a real position of strength right now in terms of the, the core of the squad. Like the spine of it is spot on, but it, you know, it needs a little bit more quality. That idea of, you know, if you go back a few years, the idea was City have got 16 world-class players. They might have a small squad, but they've got 16 who are from the very top draw. I'm not sure you can say that anymore. And I think that's probably what we need to edge back towards again. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.